What's going on, everybody, and thank you for joining me today on this episode of the Coaches Combine. Today, I have my good friend Chris Walker, who is a CrossFit coach at CrossFit TTG here in Raleigh, North Carolina. And in this episode, some of the things that we cover are how to overcome struggles of getting your job in the industry that you're looking for, what it takes to be a good CrossFit coach what you can do to always deliver a great experience to your athletes or clients, even when you are having an off day, and much, much more. So again, thank you for joining me. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Chris, thanks for joining me on this episode, brother. I really appreciate you joining me on this one. I'm super pumped for this one. So what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing very well, man. Uh, how are you? Thanks for I'm, having me, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, so kind of what, what's new, man? Catch me up on life um well not too much uh you know just uh just had my birthday yesterday so uh turned 26 so that was pretty exciting so yeah i worked all day so it's super cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> fantastic birthday yeah so i celebrated today actually i went out for a little bit uh saw a movie and uh you know got a little sushi so it was pretty fun oh solid what kind of sushi um i did a uh just a it was a crazy roll and then a shrimp tempura roll because uh i don't know i really like that one i like oh yeah shrimp. yeah you so, can never go wrong with the the classic shrimp tempura roll always a classic yeah and then i did uh the crazy roll is nothing but meat and rice it's like <laughs> yellow, yeah it's like yellowtail and salmon and something else all gains and, uh, all gains yeah all, all gains all day so <laughs> that's, that, that's it man Nice, dude. Awesome. Awesome. Well, happy, happy birthday. And uh, so kind of, kind of talk to me, you know, where are you currently at in the fin fitness industry right now? Like, wh what are you currently doing? Um, currently, I'm a CrossFit coach over at CrossFit TTG in Cary, um, North Carolina. And um, that's where I coach about 10 to 12 hours a week, depending on how the schedule looks. Okay. Um, what, what's your clientele like over there right now? Um, right now, um, over there, it's actually a little bit more, a little bit, I'd say older. Um, there is a good mix of like, um, well, actually everybody, I wouldn't say older at all. Um, really everybody from like college age, um, all the way up to, I think like 65, 70 years old. So it just, um, kind of depends on the class you're going to really. Cool. Okay. So you got a nice blend over there that you get to work with. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cool. And like, so at, at the box gym that you're at, what is more so the, format over there is it more class-based individual a little mix of both what do you got going on um well it kind of depends on the coach uh definitely more class-based that's every day you know there's classes um there's crossfit classes every day um we have uh we have four morning classes three evening classes um during the week and on the weekends we just have two morning classes now are you teaching all like a.m p.m weekend like what are you teaching in particular um, so it depends. Uh, we try to switch off between the three coaches on um, on the weekends and on Saturdays. Um, just depends on how the schedule looks. Okay. Uh, like each individual coach's schedule. Um, but usually I'm teaching like early mornings uh, when I'm there. I'm teaching usually like 5, 6 a.m. Sometimes uh, I get the occasional 7 or 8.30. So just kind of depends on the day. Uh, okay, cool. So you got a little bit of variety in there. Yeah, yeah. But mainly on morning classes. Um, I like the mornings, good, good vibe from everybody that comes there. Not that there's not a good vibe from the afternoon classes. It's just, <laughs> I can't really make those classes a whole lot, um, with another job and whatnot. So. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, well, so take me all the way through, uh, like your journey into fitness, even way back when you were a kid, whether it was playing sports, whatever it is, take, take me way back all the way into how you found fitness into where you are now. 
Um, all right. Uh, so uh, way back, might not be too far back, but it seems like a long time for me. Um, was about seven years ago, um, probably 2011 or so, senior in high school. Uh, you know, I was a bigger kid, so I wasn't like in super good shape or anything. Um, I was about five, three, five, four, maybe, um, you know, 225. So I was a big kid. Uh, <laughs> none, of, none of it was muscle whatsoever. Not at all. Oh, I've uh, been there. I've been there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And that's kind of started there. Um, was very curious about the military and very, um, you know, knew what I wanted to do. So I was like, I know I got to lose weight. Um, so when I started, I made, you know, the two most common mistakes. It was like, Hey, I'm going to do a lot of cardio and then I'm going to starve myself and eat <laughs> right. almost, almost nothing. So, uh, I made those two mistakes and, you know, I ended up losing weight though. It, it like worked. It was terrible, but it worked. Yeah. I'm sure it made uh, me feel horrific. Oh, it was bad. It was terrible. And if, I mean, if anyone remembers like a high schooler's sleep schedule, it's like non-existent. So <laughs> like, it's basically like, Oh, I'm going to stay up all day, go to school. And then I'm going to stay up all night too. Cause that's all I, that's all I do, you know? Yeah. So how, I mean, how was recovery for you even at that standpoint? Um, I don't know. Like, honestly, I knew nothing about recovery at that point. It was like, <laughs> I knew nothing of what I know now. So, um, you know, it was just like, Hey, I'm going to do a lot of cardio, run a lot. Um, you know, try to lose weight, not eat a whole lot. And then just keep doing that as much as I can until I lose what I want. And I lost about 40 pounds that way. Um, and going like after losing all that weight, how was that, you know, how was go that going into the military? Um, I mean, it was good. I was, you know, I was a lot faster. I could actually run two miles, you know, I could meet all the requirements I needed to meet for the military. Um, you know, and I even lost, I lost even more weight, uh, while I was in basic training, I was down to like 150 by the end of basic training. So, and what like and like for basic training for the military, you're in the army, right? Yes. Yeah. So, so what was like the prerequisite, like, or what was the requirement, so to speak, to pass the physical fitness test for the military at that time? Um. So at that time, it was uh, a two mile. It was two minutes of push-ups, two minutes of sit-ups, and a two-mile run. The minimum for the push-ups was 42 for males. Um, the minimum for sit-ups was 54 for both male and female. And then the two mile run time was 16 minutes or like 15, 54, somewhere around that area. Um, okay. So you got, you got to be pushing some good mile times. I mean, pretty decent. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty decent mile times to be making the cut. Um, and you know, there, there were some, there were some guys that, you know, kind of slid through the cracks a little bit. Um, that mm -hmm. were like, they were kind of given some stuff. Um, you know, and my PT test wasn't real well in like the beginning of my army career at all yeah it, it wasn't very good you know i i passed everything and you know i was um i had a decent score so like the best score you can get is like a 300 on the pt test and that's maxing out everything that's with like a what was it uh 60 i think it's like 60 something push-ups like 65 or something like that i can't remember um 65 push-ups 70 plus sit-ups and then a uh 13 minute run like two mile run and that yeah yeah and, and that's a 300 um so i wasn't anywhere near that in basic but you know i passed and you know got out of there and went to the real army so yeah so i mean being in the military i mean i'm sure you're around like some pretty 
awesome specimens of like people all the time who can like train their faces off. And I mean, you're training for combat and all that stuff. So, I mean, was being in the military something for you that also was like a catalyst to you wanting to dive more into fitness and having more of a purpose behind it? Uh, Oh yeah, definitely. Um, Definitely. That was, uh, that was, that was kind of the start of it all was um, being in the army and kind of finding, finding joy in working out. And it was, uh, you know, it wasn't something just to like lose weight anymore or just to like make, make this certain like weight goal. Um, it became not about the scale and it became about, um, just being, being more fit, I guess. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't know that at the time. I didn't know, like, I didn't know what being fit was, but I was getting fitter. (laughs) <laughs> if, if that makes sense you know now was there any kind of like crossfit or anything that kind of inter- that got introduced to you while being in the military or was that something post-military um it was more post if you want to talk about like official crossfit um but in the military i did have uh one of my leaders um he did crossfit regularly he he made us like when he led pt like once or twice a week he would have us do crossfit workouts um and i remember Actually, one of the very first CrossFit workouts I ever did um, in the military was called Angie. And that is that is a workout right there. What is that, is what does that consist of? Uh, so it's uh, that's four times. That's my mother-in-law's name. So <laughs> Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is an interesting one. Um, but uh, it's uh, 100 pull-ups, 100 push-ups, uh, 100 sit-ups, and 100 air squats. Oh, yeah. That yeah. sounds like, and it's four rounds of that. No, it's four times. Oh, four times. I thought you said four rounds. I was like, oh my goodness, that sounds really difficult. No, that's oh, that's horrible. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I don't know if anyone would do that. That's <laughs> that's pretty bad. Yeah. So, how long but, did you uh, spend in the military? Uh, about three and a half years. Oh. oh okay. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and after you got out of the military, what was, what did you do after that? Like, is that where you kind of pursued more of the fitness thing to becoming the coach that you are now? Like what, what was the time from between the military to now? Um, yeah. So that was, uh, that was when I first kind of like, uh, looked at CrossFit. Um, I needed something, I wanted something to stay in shape. Well, like out of the military. Cause I, I felt like I was in really good shape, you know, from running and rucking around and, you know, like, just, you know, just doing regular PT and stuff. So I was like, yeah, I'm in pretty good shape. Let me, uh, let me look up this CrossFit thing. You know, I was doing the whole, like, you know, Planet fitness, like going there, working out, using weights and stuff. And I was like, yeah, let's, let's try CrossFit. Um, now when you were at Planet fitness, did you try and attempt to do any CrossFit workouts there? Oh yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> How did, that go did. Over? Not very well. There is, <laughs> there's like no equipment, um, that, that CrossFit uses almost, um, there, like there's some kettlebells and some ropes some pull-up bars. Oh, do they have that at Fitness? uh, yeah, yeah. They have oh. like a cross training section now. Yeah. Um, so it's like a small rig set up with like, I think the heaviest kettlebell they have is like 30 pounds. And then they have like a pull-up bar that you could do. Like if you were, if you could do bar muscle ups, you could do like, you could do it on there. Oh, okay. Um, I was doing a little bit of, I guess like, you know, CrossFit before, um, before I was actually doing CrossFit, um, at Planet Fitness. And then, uh, I just walked into a CrossFit gym one day. It was like March of 2015 or so. And a couple months after I got out of the army and, you know, it, uh, started from there and it was, uh, like super cool. (laughs) 
I remember doing my first workout and I was just like, wow, this is, I thought I was fit. And then this, this is, this is a whole nother level. And then so, CrossFit likes hit you in the face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For real. It, it just like punched me directly in the face um, <laughs> hard, hard. So now what was your experience like at your first CrossFit gym? Um, great. Uh, loved it. It, it, it was, it was awesome. Um, it was a, actually a CrossFit bullpen, um, in Raleigh and, uh, the uh, coach and owner there, Evan, uh, Whitman, he's, he's an awesome guy. He was great. He welcomed me with, uh, with open arms and, um, you know, I was, I was that really eager person to start CrossFit and be competitive. Um, cause that's what I, I really liked about it is that there was a competitive level to it. There was like, Hey, you are the, the fittest, you know, as, as they say, um, you're the fittest at this competition. Like you won. So you are the fittest person here. You're the most well-rounded, um, at all these different aspects and, uh, domains of CrossFit and, or fitness. And that's yeah. what attracted me to it. Yeah. That, that's, that's definitely a cool like title to have, you know, whether it's a, you know, regionals or local competition or even, you know, the big CrossFit games, that's just a cool title to have, you know, in general anywhere. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. And like with, you know, with CrossFit having that competitive atmosphere, but I know CrossFit also has the community side of it, you know, is there, is it kind of still that same feeling of everybody's there to cheer you on? Or is there still just like with anything else, like the people that, you know, or you think they're better than everybody else, or you're not good at this or that, or is it, is it really a good place, you know, to build off of constructive criticism and kind of like a team environment? Um, I would definitely say the community aspect far outweighs the competitive aspect, you know? Um, and that's the majority of CrossFit is, uh, is the community. So like, yeah, you have your competitive people who, who like to come in and, and compete or like to go to competitions and stuff, but the community itself and that just level of support to be better, to just be a better version of yourself every day is, um, far outweighs and outnumbers, um, any competitive level of, uh, of CrossFit. So at that's, least that's what I found. That's um, awesome. Yeah. And, um, it like, it, it speaks volumes to, uh, to any community that kind of, that puts that first. And I really, um, you know, I really like that about the gyms I've been to and the gyms I've coached at is that it's all about community first. And if you're competitive, that's really cool, but that's, that's on your time, you know? Yeah, and I really think that's that's what really creates success within the industry, whether it's between professionals uh, or just people who are coming into fitness. Having that community aspect is what really makes this industry thrive and mm -hmm. what makes everything super successful. Because, I mean, it's you, you're not going to do anything amazing by yourself or keeping things to yourself or, you know, being this, like, solo ride-or-die person. But being, mm -hmm. able, being able to work together as a team help each other out, practice things together, learn things together, you know, educate others. I feel like that's what really pushes this community forward. And I think that's, what's going to make the health and fitness industry, you know, long lasting and in a good place to be. Oh yeah, I completely agree. Um, and, uh, with CrossFit and, you know, I mean, I'm sure other, other, um, different areas of fitness, you know, do the same thing. It's just like, it's cool to, to go anywhere. Like I can go anywhere in the world and find a CrossFit gym and go in there and feel at home. And that's like super cool, you know, to go in and be like, Hey, there's a barbell and bumper plates, some rowers, some bikes. And like, I walk in and I'm like, man, this is, I'm at home. I'm at my gym at home. You yeah. Know? That, that's I'm, awesome. 
yeah, that's super cool. And I think, um, I think that's really cool that CrossFit's kind of like, like everyone's kind of like coming together a little bit more now. Um, mm-hmm. I would say, cause like, I feel like CrossFit's kind of been like that outsider a little bit within the fitness industry. I don't know if that sounds like, you know, I don't know, proper or whatnot. Well, but, I mean, I know like people have like a lot of, you know, people are very opinionated and, you know, they always say like, oh, CrossFit, you know, get, gets a lot of injuries or like, people, yeah. you know, people are always like, they always have this thing where CrossFitters have this certain type of personality, but I think you're going to get that anywhere. And, oh, or, and, and with anything and i think that just in the health and fitness industry i think crossfit just has the rap for that but i don't think that's mm-hmm. exactly you know what it actually entails yeah 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 you're not going to find that um yeah you i mean you can find that anywhere if you're looking for it like if you're looking for it you'll find it um you'll find those people that are like i am the fittest person in this box and <laughs> i i love it so much i'm just gonna soak in all of this awesomeness that of how fit i am <laughs> and, uh, yeah and then those people usually don't last long at yeah. boxes. they right. usually end up going somewhere else where they can find people of their same kind yeah so, so i mean you you know you figured out you wanted to join the military you were in there you find you found a more uh in-depth passion for your uh love and fitness um mm-hmm. And then you kind of left the mil- you left the military uh, after a few years, and then you kind of went into this CrossFit realm and started training. Um, and now you're you know you're coaching now at a at a CrossFit gym. So what what motivated you to become a coach? What was that turning point for you where you're like, okay, you know, this really speaks to me, and I want to kind of share this with others and help others. Uh, I mean, be an inspiration to them. So what was the turning point for you for that? Um. So it was definitely in my first box. Um, it's kind of where I got the idea of coaching. Um, you know, um, Evan, um, Evan Whitman, the the owner of CrossFit bullpen, um, great guy. He, like I said, he welcomed me with open arms and he, uh, he kind of like, he kind of sparked that in me, I believe, uh, to become a coach is cause I just saw him, you know, um, coach, you know, every class every day. And he was, he was, uh, you know, passionate about giving everybody as much time as he could, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and be with everyone and try to help everyone and explain, you know, how to improve um, anything that we were working on. And it was uh, just so cool to see that someone that was that dedicated to, you know, people who are essentially strangers um, at one point, you know, like they're just random people that walked into your gym and they want to get better. and you know, he's excited about helping them. So. Yeah. yeah, So it almost sounds like, I mean, just from what you're telling me, it was just almost just the experience he created was just a welcoming experience, made it enjoyable for you. And that's, that's something that, you know, kept you coming back. And then you're like, wow, you know, the, what he did for me, I want to kind of give to other people. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I just, you know, and he gave me kind of the opportunity to coach a couple of times. Um, and I knew nothing about coaching. I was just like, Oh man, I'm just an athlete. Like I, um, you know, I happen to be okay at some of these movements, you know, but I'm not like, I wasn't thinking about myself as a coach and, um, he kind of taught me, taught me some good stuff, you know, and, uh, it, I, you know, it kind of helped that I, I'm, I wouldn't say not to like brag or anything, but like, I'm good with people. Like I'm good at like customer, like customer service, I would say. Uh Um, so I feel like that definitely applies in the industry. Like you have to be good with people. You have yeah, to like, 
a hundred percent. And that's one of the things that I always talk to a lot of people about is, you know, you could have all the certifications in the world. You could have all this amazing education, bachelor's, master's degree, which is awesome. And it's going to be extremely helpful. But yeah. if you can't provide a good experience and build a relationship with your client and or just another person in the industry, you're, you're going to fail. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So that, that, that's awesome, man. So, I mean, you know, that right there, that turning point just shows that, that that's the answer right there is just providing somebody with a positive experience is what's going to keep them coming back and can make big changes in their life. I mean, little did he know he was just coaching you to just, you know, exercise to get fit to reach your goals Mm -hmm. but then it turned into something for you that was life-changing to where you became a coach and you started providing the same kind of experience to others yeah yeah Um, and that was um it was really kind of funny at the time because when i first started crossfit i was totally in a different um degree setting like i was uh i was pursuing a different degree in like history and i was like man that's that's what i wasn't i was you know, I like history and I like that kind of information, but I just wasn't like super passionate about it. Oh, absolutely. I can relate to that. (laughs) And then, you know, finding CrossFit and like realizing that, man, there's people, like there's a degree for this. Like there's a degree to teach people about exercise. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's freaking cool. So (laughs) I need to, I need to jump on that right away. And, uh, I did. So that was, that was really awesome. Yeah, that I, and I had the same kind of experience myself. You know, I went to school, you know, actually finished with two degrees. I finished with my forensic science degree and my criminal justice degree and got into the field and was working for a crime scene investigation investigation agency. And then uh, I was like, yeah, this uh, this is not for me. <laughs> and I, I was like, if I'm going to go back to school, I'm going to go back now. and I'm going to go back for what I love, which was exercise science. And then, you know, mm-hmm. the rest is the rest is history. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I can completely relate to that. You know, just doing what you love is is going to serve you more than anything. Because in this industry, you know, we don't get in it for the money. You know, it's no. it's not it's not like we're getting paid like doctors <laughs> or lawyers or anything like that. But we do it because we love what we do. We love to help people, and we love to you know change people's lives and inspire others. And I really think that's that's what makes a great coach. You know, you're you're there to serve others, and that's mm. kind of what it's all about. And it's not about you know how much money can I make or or you know things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's almost like, I mean, I've uh, we've we've had a couple athletes at the gym who are teachers, um, and it's kind of along the same lines. I mean, because you are teaching exercise. So, um, it's kind of along the same lines. It's like, Hey, teachers don't do what they do because they, they love the money. They do it because they love, um, you know, teaching people and teaching, um, youth and, uh, just really inspiring people. And that's, um, you know, that's really what I want to do. Yeah. That's that's awesome. uh, Yeah. That's so what were like, like coming in, you know, you're, you're a coach, you got inspired to be a coach. You're doing that. You're, you're, you know, you're new to the industry now. So what were kind of some of the struggles that you experienced coming into the industry that other people may experience and what kind of advice could you give them to overcome those struggles that you had? Um, well, uh, there, I mean, some, some ones that come to mind were kind of, uh, just, just finding a position really. Um, finding a position was a little bit hard, mm-hmm. uh, cause, at the time, you know, I'd gotten my level one and I'd asked around cause I had met some people within, uh, the community and I was just going around to local boxes and, um, I was like, you know, Hey, I'm looking, 
I got my level one certification. I've been doing CrossFit for like two years at this point. So I was like, all right, you know, I'm really passionate about coaching. And I was just looking for someone to kind of give me a break. And, um, you know, I found that at CrossFit TTG, which was super awesome. Um, That was great. Uh, I was was really thankful to the head coach, Juice, for for giving me um, the opportunity to come coach. And, um, you know, I looked at a couple other places in the area, too, and I had gotten another offer. Um, but I accepted this one, but it was just kind of hard to find a position. Um, yeah. it took, uh, it took a little while. It wasn't like right off the bat. I was like, Oh, Hey, cool. Just walk right into a coaching position. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got this new job. That was easy. Yeah. Yeah. That was easy. No, it was uh, like traveling around and being like, Hey, I mean, one of the, bo- one of the boxes I went to, they were like, yeah, man, we don't accept people. Um, they were like, Hey, you just gotta like apply. Um, and then you're like an intern for like a year. And then, like, that's an unpaid internship. And then you have to also have a bachelor's degree in exercise science. Oh, wow. uh, also, Yeah. And then they were also like, oh, hey, we want you to be weightlifting, um, like USA weightlifting certified. Um, and then you also need to be level one. And then um, at that point, most likely USA, like, um, something else, certi- some other certification as well. And I was like, okay, so cool. In about four years, I could probably <laughs> work here. That sounds great. Um, <laughs> And that's, that's after my, that's before my first year of being an intern. Cool. I'll let you guys know when that not does not happen. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, so in the meantime, like, you know, you were struggling, you were going from place to place. So was there something that you did to make yourself more marketable or was it something to where you just had to have the determination to keep pursuing other places? Like what exactly was that piece for you that switched gears and kind of got you the job? Um, I think it was definitely, uh, just like keep like pursuing. Um, if I had any advice to give a coach or someone that's looking to start coaching is that, uh, just keep pursuing, find something out there, like talk to someone, even if you had to, uh, you know, even if you got to like take an offer as like a guy who cleans up like, and just shadows. Right. So if you just got to clean the floors like once a week and then you get to shadow some coaches, like coaching class, um, definitely do it it's yeah. a it's a it's a great way to um just get that time in and just like kind of learn um learn how certain coaches are um and how certain boxes run um that that's a great opportunity there so like take any opportunity you can get if you're really passionate about the job yeah that's awesome and i, and I can completely agree with that because i know for myself uh coming into the industry i when i got the job at where i currently work now uh, I only got hired on as casual. So on paperwork, I was only guaranteed four hours the whole week. That, yeah. And yeah. So I was like, okay, well I have my foot in the door. You know, I did my internship here. I volunteered for a while, but now, and I got hired, but it was only for this little position, almost pretty much as an as needed basis. And mm. I was like, okay, well I got my foot in the door. This is what I got to do. And I, you know, by persevering and, you know, being determined to work and get that position, you know, over the course of almost a year, year and a half, uh, it eventually turned into an offer of a full-time position. So it's, it's just about the journey, getting your foot in the door, learning, you know, putting yourself out there and being willing to accept whatever is giving, given to you. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the problem, you know, that I see with new coaches and trainers is that they come into the industry and they see all these cool jobs and these cool opportunities to do things, but they, they don't want to do the work to get there and they, or, you know, they just instantly want that cool job and they don't, they don't have that journey. They don't go through the steps to actually get to where it actually, you know, what it takes to get to that position. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, I agree. Just putting in that time is, uh, 
just making sure you have uh what's the word i'm what's the phrase i'm kind of looking for is uh i mean just putting in that beginner's time really you know paying your dues that's it yeah um, kind of, yeah like paying your dues just really being like man i'm gonna you know i'm gonna i'm gonna stick it out i'm gonna scrub this floor super well so that <laughs> like i can uh i can like shadow and coach and stuff like that and you know um but luckily i was i was offered a position not too long after um you know i was looking at some other some other gyms and uh i was really thankful for that uh that i was able to kind of come and step into that role and it was it's super nice it was super awesome Um, awesome yeah so and is that the the gym that you got the job at? is that where you currently are training at and coaching at or is is that a different place no, no, it's the same place as uh, CrossFit TTG. Yep. Okay. So, very cool. Yeah. Awesome. So being a coach now, you know, even though it, you know, it's, it's even though the CrossFit community is very community based um, and very welcoming, mm-hmm. you know, there's people out there who come in um, new every day, just like at any other gym. And, you know, they really want to get into it, but they see all these high intensity workouts. They see all these big movements, people throwing around all this big weight. So yeah. as a coach, what do you do in particular uh, with newcomers into the into the CrossFit gyms to make them feel comfortable and kind of introduce them to CrossFit. Um, well, so when I when I get someone that drops in is like kind of brand new or a foundations person, um, you know, of course we have like the foundations classes we go over. You know, teaches you gives you a rough intro to CrossFit. We go over the movements, like certain movements, like the base, um, you know, the fundamental movements for you. Um, so, you know, like squatting, overhead pressing, um, you know, pushups, you know, just, just any kind of, uh, any kind of movements. Right. So, um, back squat, front squat, overhead squat, push presses, we go over uh, some Olympic lifting, but mainly that's left more for class, um, mm-hmm. so that they can get a little bit more time with that. Cause the foundations class, you know, you only have so much time. with someone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, um, you know, we go through the foundations class and I just tell everyone, I really, it, um, like reiterate and really enforce that everything is infinitely scalable. So if you can't do a pull up, well, guess what? You can do a pull up with a band, like an assisted band. You can do a, pull up, you can do a jumping pull up. You can do a ring row. You can do an inverted row. You can, we can find a way for you to mimic a pull up. Yeah. Get the stimulus that you need for the workout. And I think that's really smart as a coach where you're not force feeding a movement to somebody, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, like you said, a pull up or, you know, hip hinging, like deadlifting from the floor, you know, it's Mm -hmm. not about trying to force a movement to the client or the athlete. It's about fitting the athlete or client to the movement. So if you have to make a variation or a progression or regression, I think that's Mm -hmm. the best. I think that's what makes a good coach because I see a lot of new coaches and trainers out there where their client can't get a certain movement and they're like, well, we're just going to keep trying until you get it. And that's just a recipe for injury and disaster. And that's definitely, and when that happens, if your client gets injured, I mean, that's the first rule don't hurt your client. And if that happens, they're not going to come back to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, completely, completely get that. And that's, um, that's one of the other kind of, uh, things I would say I struggled with early on was like, not necessarily like knowing to scale. Like I knew when to scale, it was learning what to scale, you know and, what I mean? And like, yeah. and how? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean there? Right. Um, exactly. Kind of like, Oh, Hey, okay. How do we scale this? Cool. We're going to limit the range of motion. Right. So instead of having you do, uh, you know, a deadlift from the ground, I'm going to have you do like, 
a kettlebell deadlift from a box and limit the the range of motion you have um, yeah. with your hamstring if you have hamstring injury or something like that. You know, absolutely. Um, yeah, just just kind of trying to learn that early on was uh, pretty hard. I just had to find out you have to like make Google your friend and just like read, <laughs> read like read as much as you can. Um, read up on stuff like the CrossFit Journal, at least for CrossFit coaches, is is really awesome for giving you like scaling options and stuff like that. Cool. Awesome. So essentially yeah. the things that you'd give to new coaches coming into the industry are essentially, you know, stay determined, put yourself out there, t- mm-hmm. say yes to every opportunity uh, yeah. and know when to scale and make changes or variations to a movement. So, you know, and that is exactly, and doing that and understanding and learning how to do that is exactly what you said to do. And that's getting out there, getting on the internet, reading, you know, checking out scholarly articles, journals, you know, whatever it may be, videos to kind of give you that self-education, which is free. It's out there. You can go on the internet and find it. Yeah. Um, yeah so I think I think that's really good. So I, I think new coaches and trainers will really appreciate that and kind of put that forward to uh, make themselves even better. Mm. So if, you know, there's all different kinds of coaches with different specialties um, and different things like that and different ways to coach things, but what what do you think makes – a great CrossFit coach. If you were going to tell somebody who knows for a fact that they want to go into the CrossFit realm of training, um, Mm -hmm. what in their new, what are three things that you would tell them to be a great CrossFit coach? Um, Hmm. That's, that's, uh, that is a good question there. So I definitely say, um, be flexible. You gotta be, uh, you gotta be flexible with your clientele because you're going to get everybody. Um, I think that's anywhere, but uh, I would definitely say within CrossFit because you're going to get pretty much everyone, anyone and everyone that's going to walk through the door. That's kind of curious. You know, you're going to get the college student that's played sports. You're going to get the college student that's never played sports and doesn't know how to squat. You're going to get the, you know, 65-year-old person that is in decent shape and it can actually outperform a lot of the younger people. Um, You're going to get you know, the 65 year old that's never squatted before and, you know, has had, you know, two knee surgeries. So, um, I would just say, just be flexible and kind of be patient, um, with anyone that you get that walks through the door for you. Cool. Um, that's, that's one. Um, I think, I think the second one is, uh, just kind of be, uh, make your, make your clients feel relaxed, you know, um, everybody, get, like you were saying before, everybody gets kind of caught up in that intensity of CrossFit. It's like, I'm, I'm here to train and I'm here to get better and fitter every single day. And, um, you know, I'm like, I'm here to, I'm here to work out as hard as I possibly can. And they get kind of like just this tunnel vision of like beating themselves down. And right. um, what I like to do with my athletes or in, in the classes I coach is, um, as I like to tell them before I start the clock on any workout, um, is, you know, I'm like, Hey, is everybody ready? Everybody good. You got your chalk, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, cool. Hey, remember guys, take a nice deep breath and relax. It's just working out. And I start the clock for them. Yeah. You know? I like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, and it's just a, a little reminder to, to tell them that like, Hey, it's, you're here to get better. And I know you're going to push yourself and that's awesome. But at the end of the day, we're here working out. That's it. In the grand scheme of all things, it is not the end of the world. And right. no matter how you do on this Metcon, whether it be great and you, you PR, um, whatever we're doing, 
or you don't do great and it was bad, you're still better than when you walked in the door. I think as a good coach, you know, you telling them to relax really helps with not only their performance long-term, but also orthopedic health and just their overall longevity. Because, you know, you may have a good workout today and you may hit a heavy back squat or you may have like this really difficult Metcon or whatever it may be, but you push yourself to this limit to where is it, you know, if you have to question yourself, is it sustainable for you to do long-term? And if it's not, if you the answer to that question is no, then it's probably not the best thing for you to probably do that day, whether it's your intensity, the amount of volume you're doing, the amount of weight, whatever it is. I think you as a coach saying, Hey, relax, remember why we're here. You know, we want to do this kind of a long-term thing, not just for today, because if you come in and hit this really hard workout and you had a great session today, but you're in pain tomorrow, that's not going to be good for an athlete, whether they're trying to, you know, compete in the CrossFit games, or it's just like a grandma, Betty, or just your general client, you know, they're, they're not going to come back if you're going to be putting them in pain, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, and there's definitely that fine line between, um, uh, between soreness and pain like physical pain like oh it hurts for me to actually move because i injured myself versus like oh hey i got a good case of the doms like you know that's right yeah there's a difference in there and you kind of have to explain that to uh to your athletes or clients is that like hey you're gonna feel this way but if you feel this way you might have done something wrong so we might need to cut it back just a little bit so cool um, yeah all um, right. So number two was kind of getting them to kind of relax and take a step back. But w- what's number three for uh, making yourself a good coach? Um, be confident. Be confident in what you say. Um, I believe I think confidence is key. Um, I this isn't necessarily a profession where I'd say fake it till you make it. But um, <laughs> yeah, I can agree be, with that. Yeah, yeah. But be confident in what you say. Um, present yourself well. Um, that's know that you know the information right so if you've if you've done the research and you know kind of looked at um whatever you're teaching that day right you know whether you've taught it multiple times or it's your first time teaching it be confident in what you're saying um because they can like your athletes can read that they can be they can be like oh okay you know this guy's not really like oh you know he's taught us back squat before but now he's like saying different things like he's doing different stuff just like be confident in what you say um because if you're confident then it gives them confidence and then everything else is just you know uh gravy from there so yeah and i really agree with that because i think that's going to come down to like one client retention you know having them come back and two like we were talking about earlier providing that good experience to them because you know whether it's somebody new or, you know, somebody who has been training and they come to you and whether it's for a private training session, a group training session, or just even a question and Mm. they come to you and ask you something and you're like, uh, well, I, um, and you're, you're second guessing yourself and you're not coming up confident. They're going to be like, well, this guy has no idea what he's talking about. I'm not going to come back to him for anything. Yeah, exactly. And, um, it's just a small caveat to that is like, be confident in what you know, but then also be confident in what you don't know, you know, yeah, if someone, don't be, don't be afraid to say you don't know. Yeah, exactly. Um, cause that's just going to put more emphasis on what you do know. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be like, Hey, this guy, he, you know, he's being truthful with me. It's like, Hey, he knows, he knows the corrective exercises I should do for this. But when I ask him about nutrition, maybe he's not the best person to go to, you know? Right. 
And I think that's just going to show integrity for you. And I think it's going to make your client or athlete respect you even more because they're going to be like, wow, he really cares about me. You know, he's not just giving some like Joe Schmo answer to make himself sound smart or, you know, have me not go anywhere else. And I, I think that really creates a good relationship between you and the person you're working with. And it's, again, that's going to just make them trust you even more to build that relationship and have a more successful training program with you. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Awesome. So, you know, kind of being in the CrossFit world, it's always changing. It's mm-hmm. always, it's always evolving. And of course, just, you know, health and fitness and science and everything is just constantly just going by faster and faster and getting more involved. So what do you do personally to stay ahead of the game? Uh, you know, maybe specifically in the CrossFit world or just generally as a coach, um, what do you do to stay ahead of the game and kind of keep yourself up to date so that you remain successful in the industry? Um, so really I just, uh, I try to read, uh, within the CrossFit community, of course, um, you know, I try to read a lot of what CrossFit puts out, um, whether that be about like, you know, the games or just CrossFit itself, like, um, just, you know, fundamental movements, things they ask to the cross, uh, add to the CrossFit journal, uh, videos and just, just stuff like that. Cause they're always putting out content. So I'm um, just trying to keep up with CrossFit incorporated and what they put out is really good. Um, and then also just, you know, finding new perspectives cause there's like 14,000 gyms out there. So <laughs> like, um, like 14,000 CrossFit boxes. So that's 14,000 owners who have maybe a different perspective or a different way of teaching things. And, you know, you may not know that and it may come to light one day. It's like, Hey, this is like super awesome. And this is getting put around the community now. So um, let's give this a look or let's give this a try, you know, finding different things from different gyms. Um, so that's really like kind of helpful. And um, it's super cool that the CrossFit games or um, like the CrossFit open specifically, like introduces like new things, like just new movements. So yeah, um, when those come out or like just a new movement or, like the dumbbell, right? So like the dumbbell has been like super crazy um, in the past like two or three years within CrossFit, uh, like dumbbell snatches, dumbbell clean and jerks, dumbbell thrusters, like all this kind of crazy stuff that they're throwing out with the dumbbell. Uh-huh. And that's like a super cool, like new thing to do. Dumbbell, like using the dumbbell for whatever the dumbbell's not supposed to be used for. Like we're not doing bicep curls with a dumbbell. We're doing dumbbell thrusters you know, and stuff like that. So like just trying to stay up to date on whatever they're putting out. Cause that usually changes how the community does things. If that makes sense. Yeah. And I think that's kind of cool. Cause it almost keeps you uh, at, at, like a generalist, so to speak, you know, you're not specifically, you know, really good at this one thing or, or <clears throat> training this certain way. I think it makes you well-rounded in the sense of what tools you can use and how you can use them and when, and that kind of stuff. And I think, being a generalist and knowing how to use, you know, multi facets of fitness and bring them all together to work together. I think that's what really makes a, a well-rounded coach as well. Cause so many people, especially coming into the industry new, they're like, I want to specialize in this. I want to be the CrossFit guy, or I want to be the kettlebell guy or the powerlifting guy. And I think that if you can go out and learn a little bit of everything and appreciate a piece of something from each aspect of fitness, I think that's, what's going to make you really successful. Yeah. Uh, I completely agree. That's uh, that's, you know, something else, not just looking at CrossFit stuff, but, you know, looking at 
you know, powerlifting, like a five, three, one program, or, um, you know, looking at an Olympic limbs, uh, Olympic lifting program, or, um, you know, looking at like aerobic capacity and like increasing your, you know, your cardio and your capacity to run or row or whatever. So, yeah, I can, I agree. That's, um, just making yourself really well-rounded and that's what CrossFit's about. It's like being well-rounded and not being, um, that's, you know, being a, a specialist in one thing. So, right. So not, not having that single-minded approach. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. what, like when you're working with uh, a new client, what kind or even a current client what kind of questions do you ask them to help determine their goals or where they should be starting into the in the gym when they first come in i kind of ask them like what like why they're there you know what their why is mm-hmm. um, and that's that's always a great place to start cuz if you can really tone like dial in their why like why okay why am i here all right, I'm here to lose weight. All right, cool. So I'm here to lose weight. How much weight do you want to lose? Are you want to lose this? What's a realistic time frame for you? Okay, cool. How are you going to accomplish that? Um, it's just kind of like helping them dial it in, make everything really specific and not very broad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if they have a specific goal and we have a specific time frame to to make it happen, then it will, you know, it with their determination and their movement forward and your encouragement to them and keeping up to date with their, their goal, then like, you know, you're going to reach that goal. Awesome. Yeah. So like on, on those early mornings, you know, those late night sessions or even the days that you just like, don't even feel a hundred percent and you're just like, Oh, you know, I got to go coach today. Cause you know, even us, you know, we're human, you know, even though we're coaches and you know, we we love what we do, you know, some days are just better than others. And sometimes mm-hmm. we, you know, we struggle with things. So what do you do to still deliver a quality training experience to your clientele? So you may come in and, you know, you're not feeling a hundred percent, but you know, our athletes and our clients, they depend on us sometimes to be their anchor and their moment of positivity, because sometimes, you know, you never know what kind of you know lives people are living So Mm -hmm. we may only be, you know, that one hour or however long they're with us, we may only be that certain time of positivity during the day for them. So what do you do to still deliver that really good experience to them, even though you're feeling down? Um, Well, I I really try to try to remember the 80-20 rule. You know, it's like 80% of the time I love it, 20% of the time I don't. You know, and that's just, uh, I think that's a good rule for all things. We're all human. Like you said, like we're all going to have those days. Um, And then that 20% of the time when, you know, I I get up like super early and I'm like getting ready to head to the gym and I get there and I'm like, man, you know, it's just really awesome to see how dedicated, you know, the 5 a.m. class is, you know, um, or any class that comes in. It's cool to see people come in every day and i just remind myself like hey they're dedicated to the process of getting better so like i need to too that's awesome uh, so you're almost you're it's almost like a uh almost like a double-edged sword kind of thing you know you provide the motivation to them but then some days without them even knowing it they're providing the motivation for you to still come in and you know be the good coach that you are and 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 provide them with a good training experience yeah, definitely. It's a, it's a mutual, like it's a mutual encouragement there really, um, you know, from, from both parties. And I just really think about that. And I think, 
I'm going to wake up and I'm, I'm like, man, I'm super groggy. I only got this many hours of sleep, but overall I'm going in to coach and make everybody else better and help everybody else be better. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, I mean, it's cool. It's like, if, if you could sit in the 5am class, um, just like one day, it's super motivating just to see like everybody show up and they're looking at me and I'm going over the warm up with them and we can laugh and we can joke. And, you know, I'm also drinking copious amounts of coffee at this point. <laughs> so like, I'm, we're talking, we're talking like everybody knows, like if it's five or 6am, I got some coffee near me. So it's, you know, it's going, you know, I'm waking up a little bit more, but, um, but no, it's great. And it's awesome to just sit there and kind of crack jokes with them and coach at the same time. It's, it's so cool. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's super motivating. It's super motivating. Cause by the time, if, if I'm there and I'm down, my 5am crew will pick me up and I'm good for the rest of the day. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, our, our, you know, our clients also, you know, do great things for us too. And I, you know, I have the same thing. Great. I have, Every Monday, I have a client 5 a.m. every Monday, and I have one at 5:30, 6, and 6:30. So, like, as soon as I get to work, it's it's we're get we're you know hitting the races. We're off to it, you know. Yeah. And sometimes yeah, when I wake up, I'm just like, I don't feel like I'm gonna make it today. <laughs> I don't, I you know, I feel like my feet are anchors, like trying to get me out of bed, and uh, you know, I get to work and I'm groggy and. You know, I, I down my, my smoothie in the morning, that crack of dawn, and, and I'm just like, I, I think I'm going to make it. I'm not sure. But then, you know, my client comes in, swings around the corner, you know, good morning. Hey, what's going on? I'm ready to get started, get this day going. And just like that quick, like 10 to 15 seconds of them just kind of pumping me up, like instantly, like <laughs> charges me up. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. Let's do this kind of yeah. thing. So that's cool. I, th- yeah. I think it's neat that you said that because I can totally relate to that. Yeah, it's a great feeling. It's it's I don't know. It's it's so cool. It's just so cool to to feel that. So you're you're coaching now. You're doing classes. You're working at CrossFit TTG. And I have to ask, what do you, or where do you see yourself in five years in the fitness industry? Ooh, that that there is a good question. <laughs> um, so I've thought about it in a couple different ways. Um, there's a couple different. Um, avenues I'd like to um, approach and, you know, just kind of see where it takes me. Um, I really want to own my own box and I feel like I have lots of good plans that I've put down on paper, lots of ideas and um, just want to put more time into the development of my box. Um, And I've, you know, I got a whole notebook from, you know, back when I was doing facility management class. Oh yeah. Yeah, just like, you know, building, you know, and luckily my group was was gracious enough to be like, hey, cool, you want to own a gym, we're going to do your idea. And I was like, sweet. So, you know, we spent the semester building the box and um, it was cool. You know, it's cool to have still have that that binder full of stuff. And I scratch stuff in it all the time. I'm like, hey, I want to add this. I want to take away this. I want to, you know, and I'm super passionate about um, having the box and having my own community um, that I can kind of grow and and mold and that's i think uh in the next five years i'm definitely going to see that um or there's the other route of being like man i'm really into strength and conditioning and i like training um i like training like you know division one athletes or something like that yeah you know? and that, that might be even something you could blend open up your own box and train those type of athletes at your box yeah yeah definitely um definitely you know i've been looking into uh you know finishing my degree and and 
maybe stepping into that realm a little bit more. I'm trying to get like an official, official spot somewhere um, or at least an internship um, in a college, just in the athletics department, doing whatever I can do to, um, to get there, you know, put in that grunt work so I can, uh, so I can benefit from it later, but uh, definitely. No, sorry, go ahead. No, I was saying, like you, like you were talking about earlier, mopping those floors, man, or, you know, paying, paying your dues. Yeah, I was like, oh, cool. You need me to clean the basketball court? That's perfectly fine. <laughs> that. That's cool with me, you know. Um, but, yeah, I definitely want to own my own box, and I feel like that's where my passion is, and um, that's kind of what I want to grow into. And, and right now it's just like a stepping stone, right? So just just coaching now is just telling me what I want to do with my box, you know, just kind of molding me into being like, hey, these are the – this is like – you know, the SOP I want to have for my box. And this is, you know, this is how I want it run. And this is how I don't want it run. And this is, you know, what I want it to look like and feel like, and, you know, be like, awesome. I guess. Creating that experience, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about the experience. That's awesome. So cool. So on the flip side of things, I'm going to ask you a couple of cool questions here. So okay. if CrossFit didn't exist, what do you think you would be doing? Oh, that is a great question. Because <laughs> I know, um, I know it, you eat, breathe, and sleep CrossFit. So if it wasn't around, if it was never invented, just it just wasn't even here, what would you be doing? Uh, I definitely would. I'd probably be back in the military. Really? Yeah, I would. Uh, if I didn't have that passion of CrossFit, I'd be back in the military. Um, probably doing something on like the special operations side of the house. Um, because that's where that's where kind of like my military passion was uh-huh. was um, pursuing that route and, um, stepping out of the military and finding CrossFit was, um, was definitely, it, it took me on that different route. So you know, I became would, you, about that. would you say your CrossFit was almost like your refound passion? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That, um, cool. 100%. that's awesome, man. That's cool. Um, well, dude, I just wanted to, you know, thank you for being on the show and just kind of acknowledge you for, being the hard worker that you are man i know you're a big family man which is awesome um and your passion is super contagious and i know you know i get it from you and i know your clients get it from you as well and the desire to share your passion with others is is awesome so i i wish you nothing but success uh, especially in those five years to come where you want to open up your own box um to help train and inspire others man so i i think that's pretty awesome so i really appreciate everything Oh, uh, no, I, I appreciate you having me on, man. That's, uh, it's super cool. You know, I'm like, I'm kind of thinking about it now. I'm like kind of grinning about it. You know, it's just like, that's pretty cool. It's, I don't know, it's cool to be on a podcast. So I thought that was, I thought that's pretty awesome. And I appreciate what you do, man. You, uh, you post like lots of good content, man. Uh, you're, you're pumping out some, some good stuff on Instagram and through your videos. And I take pieces of that and I'm using that with my, like my one-on-one clients. And I'm using that with like, some of the stuff I'm doing in class. So, you know, you're, you're helping out everybody, man. And, um, putting this podcast together is just super great. You know, just getting as much good stuff out there as possible. Cool. I appreciate that, man. Thanks so much. And I, uh, will definitely have you back on the show and definitely to update us and kind of see where you're at (laughs) in your journey with coaching and also opening up your box. So again, thanks. Uh, thanks again for being on the show, brother. And we'll catch up with you soon. Yeah, man, definitely. Oh, and big congrats to you and and your wife, man. Uh, congratulations on on the baby, man. That's oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. January twenty yeah. third is our due date. 
January 23rd. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we're pumped. Yeah. Future, future athlete right there. Maybe CrossFit athlete. Yeah. Who knows? There we go. <laughs> hey, future. Hey, future. Anything in general is awesome, man. That's that's super great. So, uh, I congratulate you on you know becoming a dad soon. It's it's super awesome, by the way. It's like the you see my posts. You see my posts. <laughs> yeah. Like, my baby's holding protein powder and trying to lift dumbbells. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get him in early. Awesome. So. Awesome. Well, thanks again, man. I appreciate it. And uh, where can people find you at to connect with you for like coaching or, or whatever else through social media? Um, through social media, um, you can on Facebook. I'm just listed under Chris Walker. Um, that's super vague and it's probably going to be hard to find. <laughs> um, but you, can, you can definitely find me on Instagram um, at, uh, at CrossFit like cap. And, um, yeah, that's Captain America, you know, so, awesome. um, I, yeah, a lot of, uh, my nickname has become cap in the past couple of years working at a couple of different jobs. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, at CrossFit like cap on Instagram, um, you know, you can contact me through there, just, you know, DM me, whatever. Okay. Awesome. Cool. Well, Chris, thanks again, brother. And I will catch up with you soon. I appreciate it, Tim, man. You take it easy. Oh, 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 oh,